Listen, it's been a rough week and a half for Angel fans, so let's have ourselves a healthy helping of copium. This is Quick Hits on Locked On Angels. What's going on, everybody? John Frisch, one half of the Super Halo Bros and one half of Locked On Angels here with you, here for another episode of Quick Hits, where we're just having casual conversations and talking about, you know, kind of here and there topics that we want to cover that we don't necessarily get to uh, during our full episodes, which of course are happening Monday, Wednesday, Friday right now because we're in the MLB offseason here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. On today's Quick Hits, we're going to take a look at three players who will very likely have spots on the 2024 roster. Look at where they've been, and we're going to dive into why they're due for big seasons next year. And I'm going to back it up with stats and data to prove that these guys are due. Yes, we are breathing in the hopium today on Lockdown Angels Quick Hits, right? There you go. So get ready. If, if that's not for you, that's okay. I understand this is a weird time for Angel fans. We all have something to be upset about. But just so you know, what we're getting into today is to have a little hope for 2024 with three guys that I think are going to have a great season this 2024 let's start with reed detmers when it comes to reed detmers i think that he's going to have a big season pitching coach barry enright he's the new pitching coach for the angels who worked under probably the most successful pitching coach in the league brent strom with the diamondbacks he says that they're going to make detmers into a star and i trust this because what he's observed with detmers already is exactly where it went wrong for him this year. Listen to what he said to Sam Blum of The Athletic. He needs to be able to pump strikes and get ahead of guys. There's times watching righties, his inability to throw the breaking ball under the zone or into chase counts. Once he got into two strike counts, a lot of arm side misses, things like that. There's pieces throughout the delivery that I think can be sharpened up that are very, very easy. Here's here's what I think about Detmers. I think what Barry Enright had to say is true. Detmers' walk rate increased from 8.5% in 2022 to 9.3% in 2023. Still not terrible, still under 10%, but it did increase. But the thing about Detmers is that he has very effective breaking stuff. We're talking about the curveball and stuff like that. In fact, his curveball got a 28.6% whiff rate last year. That means guys were swinging and missing at it, flailing at it 28.5% of the time. His slider had a 33.8% whiff rate, and his sweeper a 26.7% whiff rate. So guys are swinging and missing with Reed Detmers, but as Enright pointed out, the, the Angels aren't taking advantage of being ahead in the count, and they're using their weapons like the curveball, the sweeper, the slider way too soon to get ahead in the count. So guys are able to recognize it early and not swing at it later when it matters. One area that was interesting about Detmers was that his fastball had a bit more velo and a bit more movement on it in 2023, but it was a much more effective pitch in 2022 with tighter control and better location because it wasn't being thrown as hard. Now we know that Detmers has had to take a lot of learning into his own hands this past season. Of course, when he went down to AAA in 2022, he worked on his slider with Buddy Carlisle. He came back up and it was a really solid pitch for him. It was a great, he was a great pitcher for the rest of 2022. And then in 2023, 
he remembered what Buddy Carlisle said and kind of got back to that. Remember that Detmers was told to be a ground ball pitcher at some point this season? That really messed with him. So I think that Barry Enright is the right guy to help Detmers take that next step. Uh, he's already got a game plan for him, and that is huge. And look at this. This is a guy in Detmers who upped his Ks per nine from 8.5 in 2022 to over 10 in 2023. He upped the strikeout percentage from 22.6 in 22 to 26.1 in 2023. In 2022, just one season ago, he had a 3.77 ERA. He had a 278 BABIP. That's batting average on balls in play. Look, anything under 300, where 300 is average, anything under that is pretty solid. The tools are there for Detmer. He gets some good coaching around this guy, and he's going to be a great starter. You'll see him evolve into a strong starter next year who, on one hand, stays healthy and we're likely to see 30-plus starts out of next year. And let me remind everybody, he's 24 years old. So I think Detmer's is due for a great season. Let's talk about Patrick Sandoval. Just one season ago in 2022, he had a 2.91 ERA, a 3.09 FIP. That's fielding independent pitching. Just pretend that he has a competent defense behind him who makes the plays that they should be making. So uh, a three FIP is very strong. And again, in 2022, he had a 0.5 home runs per nine. That's half a home run per nine innings, a 3.6 walks per nine, and a 9.1 Ks per nine with a 1.339 walks and hits per innings pitch. So he's let he let about a hitter and a third get on per inning, whether that's via the walk or a hit. Now you might be saying, John, why should I care what Sandoval did a year ago when he wasn't as good this year? And the answer to that is... Not a lot has changed with Sandoval's profile since 2022. He's even developed a really strong curveball where the batting average against this curveball uh, this year was 286, but the expected batting average, that's when the computer goes doo -doo 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 and looks at how he's throwing the curveball, should have been a 220 average. But you can bet that's going to trend closer to the expected next year, and it was a great out pitch for him in 2023 as well. So that curveball that he's developed really worked well for him and it's only going to get better because that average is going to trend toward the expected batting average of 220 if he continues to throw it the way that he's been throwing it he still has one of the best swing and miss changeups in the league it's, it's at 43.2 percent whiff rate so guys are swinging and missing at his changeup but do you guys remember in 2021 when he had a 51.4 percent whiff rate on that changeup that was the nastiest changeup in all of MLB. But what changed with Sandy? Why wasn't he as good this year as he was in 2022? Well, something in his delivery changed, and, and here's why I say this. Now, you guys know I'm a big fan of baseball savant. That's where all the stat cast numbers live. That's where you see all the stuff on TV, the Google Cloud and all that, and the lines out to, to the stands on home runs, things like that. That's all stat cast. And Baseball Savant has a stat called run value. And essentially what it does is it assigns a number to a pitch and how many more or less runs that pitch is worth. Another way to say that is every pitch thrown in baseball has a value attached to it based on how it affects the offense's ability to score runs. So we're talking about run value assigned to each pitch that Sandy throws, fastball, changeup, slider, all that. 
With the changeup in 2021, it was at its best with a plus seven run value, essentially preventing seven runs or costing an opponent seven runs, that sort of thing. The positive number is good here. So a plus seven run value on that changeup in 2021. In 2023, it was a run value worth plus one, which is still good, but not as good as 2021. It all has to do with a tighter changeup with less movement. Listen to this. In 2023, the vertical up and down movement of Sandy's changeup was 29 and a half inches of drop. So that thing over time is dropping 29 and a half inches at a rate of 29 and a half inches. In 2021, it was a little tighter, not as much drop, 28.8 inches of drop. Now let's talk about the horizontal movement or what we often call break, the left to right or right to left movement. In 2023, 13.1 inches of break. In 2021, it was actually lower than that as well. And here's why. Sandy used to throw the changeup a lot harder. In 2023, it averaged 83 miles per hour. But back in 2021, when it was at its most effective, it averaged 84.6 miles per hour. So you could see that a harder changeup has a bit tighter movement. It doesn't move as much. It doesn't drop as much. doesn't break as much, but it was a more effective pitch back then. On the flip side, let's take a look at his slider. He's been throwing it harder in 2023 at 87 miles per hour, but it was a much more effective pitch with more movement in 2021 and 22 when he threw it at 85.4 miles per hour in 21 and 86.3 in 2022. So almost a mile and a half slower on his slider, and it was a much more effective pitch than it was in 2023. In fact, I think the sweet spot might be that 86-mile-an-hour slider from 2022 as it was worth a run value of, get this, positive 9. This year, Sandy's slider was worth a negative 4 run value, so not an effective slider at all. Listen to this. In 21 and 22, the expected batting average on his on his slider was 212. They expected hitters to only hit 212 against it. And the actual average in those years was 188 and 201 in those two years. Now, the expected bat batting average jumped all the way to 281 in 2023 because of how Sandy threw the pitch. And the results showed that too. The hitters hit his slider at a 267 batting average. So do I trust Barry Enright to identify this? Well, let's just say I trust him much more than I trust Matt Wise. So I think if Barry Enright can help Sandy identify that, perhaps taking a tick or two off of his slider is going to be a very good thing. Finally, let's talk about Luis Renjifo, who I believe is going to have a nice 2024. And he might be the guy that makes uh, him so desirable to other teams. And he always seems to be in trade conversations. Um I think that he'll have the kind of year that makes him, makes us understand why he's so desirable. Uh, I think Luis Renjifo gets a bad rap for being a late bloomer hitter because he's gotten hot later in the season. And while yes, that's true, he did get hot later in the season, let me explain why I think that is. When the Angels start a season, they have their regulars at every position. They have Renjifo playing off the bench. Eventually, you see guys like Rendon get hurt. You saw David Fletcher get hurt last season, and then they miss games, and then Renjifo has to come in and start playing more. He's not on the bench anymore. He's getting starts, and I think that's key. 
it's not until the summer or later on in the season when you see guys get hurt, and that's when Renjifo starts to see more playing time. So what I'm saying is he's not getting starts at the beginning of the season, but then when guys get hurt, he does get those starts, and that's why we think he heats up later in the season because he's not getting the consistent playing time because there's no room for him uh, at the beginning of the season. We've got two years of data to back up the fact that I think Renjifo getting consistent playing time is the reason why he heats up. It doesn't have to do with being a late bloomer. It's just, hey, give me some starts. Let me in there every single day somehow, some way. Uh, now, it's a bit of a gamble to say that, you know, hey, two years of data, and, and I think he's going to be better, but I think he's shown that in two years with consistent playing time. So I argue that if Renjifo has consistent playing time from day one, then we'll see an effective Renjifo. Here's the data I have to back this up. In 2022, Renjifo started the year in the minors, if you remember that. Uh, he didn't really get everyday playing time until May 17th of that year. And that year, he hit 264, not a great on-base percentage, 294. He had a 429 slugging and a 724 OPS, and it turned out that he was at a 102 OPS plus. That means he's 2% better than league average. Man, at least he was league average. We ran enough guys out there who were worse than league average in 2022. That year, he had 45 runs, 129 hits, 22 doubles, four triples, 17 home runs, 52 RBIs, six stolen bases, 17 walks, and 79 Ks. Now, in 2023, Renjifo definitely improved his on-base percentage. He took way more walks in 2023. He didn't really get consistent starts, though, until about July when the Angels needed him most. Remember, Rendon and Trout and those guys got hurt, so they were shuffling people around. Um he got lots of starts through March and April, but he only saw 15 starts in May, and he subbed into games nine times that month. He hit 197 in May when he only started 15 times. In June, he got 18 starts, and he subbed in five times, and he only hit 209. Now, here's where it gets good. In July, he started 19 times, and he hit 315, a 398 on base, a 671 slugging, and a 1,069 OPS. That's when he started playing every single day. Then in August, he kept playing every single day. He hit 327, got on base, 391 on base percentage, a 520 slugging, and a 911 OPS. And then he played seven more games in September before he got hurt and tore his bicep. He hit 360, had a 346 on base, a 640 slugging, and a 986 OPS. So with consistency, and starting games, Renjifo shows that he can be counted on, but where's he going to play in 2024 so that he gets in there every single day? Well, the Angels have the DH open now, so you can either have him hit there where he can play a position to get somebody off their feet. We know he can play the outfield and the infield. His best position is at second base, where he had a positive .5 ultimate zone re rating, which kind of encapsulates everything that a defender does well. And that projects to a positive 0.9 over 150 games at second base. So that was last season. But while he did have a negative 0.5 ultimate zone rating at third base in 2023, he did that in 146 innings last year. That actually rates him very similar to guys like Mike Moustakis, who had a negative 0.4 ultimate zone rating in 359 innings. Uh, Jorge Polanco of the Twins, who's usually a shortstop, he was over at third for 103 innings. He had a negative 0.5, just like Renjifo. 
And then get this, Nolan Arenado over at third base has a negative 0.9 ultimate zone rating, though that's over a thousand innings. So there's a lot more room for air there. But I think if Ron Washington's defensive coaching plays into this infield getting better, I think we could see a much better Luis Renjifo in 2024. Give that guy some consistent playing time because I really think that that'll make all the difference. That's going to do it for this edition of Quick Hits. Thank you for joining me today. We'll have more of these on days where we're not doing full episodes. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for a full episode with me and Mike of Locked On Angels. (laughs) 